This episode of Grunt Work brought to you by a medieval ads. Hear ye, hear ye. This decree hereby proclaims that ads shall no longer refer to an instrument for wood carving, but rather to henceforth describe the promotion of services and products. Harumph, harumph. Huzzah! In a dark world riven by strife and chaos, there remain precious few sources of light. The purest and brightest light comes from the TV series Home Improvement. I'm Truman Caps, and together with my co-host Landon Solano, we fight week by week to tend to the light in hopes that one day it may shine across the land once again. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Grunt Work. <laughs> Holy cow, that took even me by surprise. I know, I I, I don't <laughs> even know what, what came came over me. I just, like, I grabbed the edge of the table and it was just like uh, something spoke from deep within. Seriously, you blacked out a little bit. I... Yeah, it's because of the light, you know. I got I got too high on on the light. I'm blinded by the light, like that band once said. I had a whole bunch of other stuff about us being part of like an ancient monastic order, but uh, at that point, you know, people don't need to know that. No, but you know what? You're giving seeds for our fan fiction. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And for and for the uh, anime series yes. that we made about us. Yeah, which is uh, any guess that I would make for what that would be called would probably be racist. So I'm just going to ignore that. Uh, I'm going to ignore that entirely. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing, Truman? I am doing pretty well. I am doing well because I just watched an episode of Home Improvement, mm-hmm. and I have been, well, because I, I watched a really good episode of Home Improvement, yes. a seminal episode of Home Improvement, <laughs> uh, and I have been doing well uh, otherwise also. Yeah. I I was thinking just the other day, I was thinking about this podcast, um, as I do from time to time, not just when Indeed. I'm editing it. And I I found myself wondering, per this discussion that we've had uh, along the way as to, you know, we're both Al's, but whether we will both turn into Tim's. (laughs) Yes. And I've started thinking, well, what if I, what if you remain an Al and I turn into a Tim? And I had this, this thought the other day, just like, what? I don't even know why I was on a bike ride or something. I was just idly thinking. I just thought, what if, what if the next episode of Grunt Work, like I come in and we watch the episode and I'm totally normal talking to Landon and then we start recording. And as soon as we start recording, I just do the entire episode doing a Nicolas Cage impression. (laughs) And just see, like, will Landon go along with it? Will Landon, like, at some point stop and be like, Truman, are you okay? Are you having a stroke? And it it seems to me like that's the sort of thing that that Tim would do. Like, at, you know, someone would dare him to do an impression for an entire episode of Tool sure. Time. And then he would just leave Al hanging out hmm. there in the wind while he pursues this. Well, this is making me question whether or not I'm actually an Al. Because I would like to think that in support of you and the the show that I would go along with it. But I know that Al would not. Yeah. So you've actually given me quite an existential quandary here. Well, that's that's the least the least I can do for you. Again, I didn't get you anything for your birthday, but I can get you an existential quandary once a week. Uh, how would you go along with a Nicolas Cage impression? Would you do your own Nicolas Cage impression? Um, I may might try to go John Travolta. Uh, do a little pairing. Uh, I'm awful at impressions, as I, we've seen on this show. I know. I was halfway thinking of breaking into one, but I really don't know that I can just pull one out of my back pocket. That that quickly or that well, uh, Landon? How are you? I'm doing good. Um, in the little interim between our recordings here, uh, came across some interesting an interesting moment that you um, was a surprise to me. Yeah, considering the basis of our show. Yes, I've been trying to catch up on Black Mirror. Ah, uh, yeah, ah, uh, yes. Which, uh, you know, bad on me. I'm slow at catching up with the shows because yeah. I don't have a water cooler to talk to people <laughs> about it. You anymore. have a large jug of water sitting right next to you, though. I can't speak yeah, to the temperature of it. Nobody else standing next to it. 
True. <laughs> Thus, true. I have no one to speak around the water cooling. Well, we're talking about it yeah. right now, though. Um, okay, but I watched uh, the season three premiere of Black Mirror, yes. in which there's a home improvement reference. Out of out of the blue, in the place you would least expect it to exactly. be. Exactly. Yeah. And as I texted you, the second I saw this, you texted me back... Yeah, I, that that this was kind of the thing that got me thinking about home improvement for the first time in years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, I mean, uh, do we want to set up the scene for the, I mean, just kind of the idea of where it comes up in this Black Mirror episode? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You are, well, so this one, basically, it's, you know, like many Black Mirror episodes, it's a dystopian future. This woman is trying to get to a wedding and, and talk about dystopian going to weddings. Am I right, folks? <laughs> Cha-cha-cha. But she's trying to get to this wedding. She's rented a car. The car is like an automatic self-driving car that is in like that whatever the language setting is Slovenian or something. Yeah, she pushes the wrong button and uh, like the 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 navigation screen starts playing an episode of Home Improvement, one that we've already seen, which was shocking. That was that was a season one episode. That was a bubble bubble toil and toil. That was the uh, the twenty two pound sledge. Oh my god! That okay. See, I didn't even I didn't even realize I didn't recognize that again when it came up. But so it's (laughs) it just comes up like Tim and Al. On the set of Tool Time, talking yeah. to the camera, and they're speaking. You know, it's dubbed it's, over yeah. in some Eastern European language. What what no? What really got me going about that was that in the bottom of there's like for, there's whatever text running along the bottom of the screen in some other language, and the line of text that I honed in on was just it says Gutel Tim. <laughs> I don't know what Google Tim means, I, but uh, well, you know, I'm getting it tattooed on me. So. Just like uh, David Hasselhoff. Tool time or uh, home improvement is huge in Germany. Yeah, well, uh, with good reason. With good reason. It's a great show. Uh, but I, the the fan base beyond America seems to be like Germany is is the one like where it hit the best. Uh, I don't know why, but yeah, Germans love two things: uh, crazy porn and home improvement. <laughs> and David Hasselhoff and Schnitzel. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that that Wilson's wisdom? speaks to german society in some way they're very mm. kind of kind of responsible and buttoned down sense of just maybe yeah they've become philosophers or something that yeah. they, they respond to uh worldly wisdom mixed with slapstick humor every every german household has a fence in the backyard <laughs> and there's actually uh there there's a, there's actually a, a nationally mandated weekly period where everyone goes out and talks to each other over the fence which of course in german is called schmeidelgleitzel <laughs> Uh, which I don't think that that's probably culturally insensitive. Maybe, but, yeah. But can you be really? racist towards Germans? I'm sure you can. But I mean, okay, okay. So any Germans listening, there's some stuff that happened with your country in the 20th century that we haven't made any jokes about yet. We're just making jokes. Why are you doing about... the Hitler mustache again? I'm not doing the Hitler mustache. <laughs> it wasn't even the Hitler mustache in the first place. It was the snooty rich person mustache. <laughs> Because I'll think of, you know, look at the massive mustache that, that Bill Gates has. The Rock has a huge mustache because he's rich. Uh, uh, These are know. all people without mustaches. No, no. If you look, <laughs> they've got mustaches. You know, actually, next up on the stash cast, The Rock with a Mustache. I'm ready for it. You know what? I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'd, see, I'd, I'd, look, I'd like, look at a picture of that. I am, I am more ready for The Rock with a Mustache than I am ready for President The Rock. But I would be I would be more inclined to vote for The Rock if he had a mustache. Oh wow, this is getting this is getting pretty deep. I know, I know, and and controversial. Well, this brings us back full circle. So this Black Mirror episode is the one that got you thinking about home improvement yes. again. Yes, and thus uh, through what just kind of uh, cosmic coincidence, or or it's just been snowballing that it turned into an idea for a podcast, or yeah. 
Well, we were talking, because, well, you know, looking to the VH1 behind the podcast here, we had the idea for this on a on a weekend trip to Santa Barbara with with other friends, mm. not just a... Not just two dudes in Santa Barbara on their own. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Landon and I just don't, you know, we're not that close. But not, you know. Just don't think about it too much. You know, it's not a thing. But we were we were up there and we were talking with this kind of this group of people. And I think we were talking about Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. I may have even mentioned, I don't know, something about, the, the, the reason that, that seeing that clip of Home Improvement in Black Mirror stuck out to me so much is that the first two seasons of Black Mirror, I mean, it's this BBC show, so it's yeah. very heavily English. And then, uh, and then the new season is more Americanized, and that episode actually takes place in America. Yeah. So just to see Home Improvement, which is one of the most American things. Sure. Yeah. It's like Apple Pie, Home Improvement, the flag. <laughs> Home Improvement is actually above the flag. Uh, to see that in an episode of Black Mirror, I don't know, some, it just is like, oh, they're making a statement. They're finally, yeah. they're finally showing an American tech dystopia, and right. not just a British one. So that, whatever reason that had me thinking about it, and then I think we started, that, I don't know, we were talking about Black Mirror, and I mentioned that, and then that got us talking about our mutual love of the show. I yeah, mean, is yeah. That, is that and we, we both wanted to do podcasts, and so it just, yeah. I guess, naturally came about. But this became as a surprise to me. I guess maybe I had forgotten that we had a conversation about Black Mirror, because I don't like spoilers, so if anyone starts talking about something that I want to see, that I care about, I immediately just, like, turn off any, yeah. uh, you know, retaining barriers in my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> So I must have forgotten that we had discussed Black Mirror, but I just found that interesting that this was the origin story that I didn't even know we had. Yeah. That yeah. our our podcast stems from Black Mirror. Yeah, this is really this is really a backdoor Black Mirror podcast. <laughs> mm, don't call it backdoor Black Mirror. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, and I'm just kind of leveraging for uh, some indie grid at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Home Improvement? Fine. But guess what? This actually stems from Black Mirror. Yeah, well, actually, and I only started watching Black Mirror because I was watching this Francois Truffaut retrospective at uh, the L.A. County Museum of Art. I, there was a scene in The 400 Blows where he's got a sledgehammer and is smashing through a wall, and then he attaches a bunch of propellers to his house and it flies away. Uh, Carmen Finestra also actually is the producer of the Antoine Duanel movies. Oh, wow. So, yes, yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that. And, and now, now I am doing the snooty mustache because that's what we're doing talking about French New Wave films. Uh, Landon. Yes. It's been, it's been ten and a half minutes. Do you want to talk about the yeah, this, episode that the we The episode that we're in? Yeah, let's do it. It's actually a good episode. Uh, I'll give you a little little synopsis of what we got here. I um, would love it if you do that. This is a very, very special and iconic episode. It's, oh, man. Uh, it's a very Tool Time heavy episode, and right out of the gate, we get to meet the one, the only, Mr. Binford, uh, which we'll get into yeah. in a little bit. But he comes in to announce to Tim and Al that he has booked a special guest for the show. Yes. And that guest is Bob Vila. I was going to do a drum roll, oh. but that would probably fuck up the recording. Well, so. let's do it. Let's go. That special guest is... <laughs> Bob Vila. Ta-da! <laughs> uh, please continue, Bob Vila. Oh. Um, yeah, so he has booked Bob Vila for the show, and he gets this idea to do a little friendly competition between the two television hosts. Uh, Tim is threatened by this, so he goes home to study with Jill all these uh, various things. Uh, these, like, book, like these home improvement textbooks that apparently Bob Vila wrote? <laughs> he was a, he was a pretty prolific author, I think, back in the 80s. So beyond, beyond just the TV show, he was yes. actually writing stuff. Yeah, too. he was like a home improvement personality beyond just a television show host. Um, so he goes home to study, uh, so that he can, you know, face off with Bob the next day. Um, but little good does that do, um, because Bob is a consummate professional and very knowledgeable of home improvement. 
um, not only the industry, but also the show that we're talking about. And 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 also, what chance did Tim have really to to best the guy <laughs> at knowledge cold from books written by that guy? It's like it's like a, well, yeah, Jill even says as much. Yeah, yeah, and and I think like it kind of gets brushed under the rug. Yeah, that, that no, this is a. It's like oh, I'm gonna have a Bible study com- competition. It's me versus God. I'm well. Who's gonna win? Wilson. Well, yeah, Wilson at the last second bursts through the wall like the Kool Aid Man and answers bursts through the fence. Uh, yeah. So Tim obviously has no chance, but uh, that brings up the question. He ends up clocking Bob in the head with this big eight by eight or two by I four by eight. Four by eight. Douglas uh, fur. Doug fur. That's right. Good old Doug for uh, knocking, this, yeah, knocking, yeah. Uh, knocking Bob unconscious. Meanwhile, Randy gets in trouble for uh, tearing the shoes off of a kid at school and filling them with cheese whiz. So many questions. That so we'll many have, questions. We'll have to dig into this yes, deeper yes, later yes. in the line. Uh, to which Jill gives Randy the penance of inviting this kid named Curtis to their home to apologize to him and treat him to dinner, uh, which she very quickly regrets. Yeah, that that does not turn out well for anyone. <laughs> That's a, the essential thrust of the episode. So, I'm trying to think where where even to begin. I mean, I've been waiting for the Bob Vila episode. We've talked about the Bob Vila episode. Mm-hmm. I really thought they were going to play this card in like season four. Well, this isn't his only appearance. What? Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. If you were if you are the home improvement personality, and there's a show called Home Improvement, you're not going to yeah. just show up on it once, right? So uh, that for what that's worth, I think he does become a recurring personality. I will say before we get too deep into this, all of the iconic moments that I would have pointed to before we started rewatching this, yeah, have been in this this first season, and it's making me nervous. For seasons two through eight. This is, I think we talked about this before. What if the show just stops being good? <laughs> I mean, I'm a, it is a little concerning. Like, everything that I just, I can remember, we talked about clip show stuff. It just yeah. always feels like it's pulling from this first season. Bob getting hit in the head, the table on Tim's head in the last episode, or uh, in two episodes ago. Um, I even remember Stu Cutler and uh you know the dishwasher obviously but that was iconic because it's the the pilot episode yeah um i'm just i'm I'm a little worried that i'm like i can't really recall specific things from seasons two through eight yeah well i there's there's tim dropping the beam on jill's car yeah yeah. and there's but what what if that's the end of the season that's the that's the the end of this Then we just then we just go into the the next seven seasons completely blind. We have no idea what we're. No one knows what's in those seasons. Everyone just watched season one of Home Improvement. Maybe said they loved yeah, it. maybe in my childhood I only watched season one over and over and over again eight times, and that's how I just assumed I've watched the whole series. A TV series, a popular TV series, that was on for a decade that had a first season that everyone watched, and then everyone quit watching it after the first season and just pretended to have watched it. So truly, no one watched it and saw what's in it. This is the newest episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> the episode is called Gootle Tim. <laughs> well, okay, well, I know that we still can look forward to Randy maybe having cancer well, that's and, right, yep. and Mark becoming a goth. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I don't really know where we go from here. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of space to be filled. With, there is. Well, and actually, can we, can we speak briefly of the grunt count? Oh, actually, maybe we shouldn't talk about the grunt count because I'm a bad podcaster and I haven't got the series grunt count on hand. Uh, but there were not a lot of grunts in this episode. No, it was very short. I even noticed that myself. Yeah, there were only three grunts, 
Admittedly, one of Tim's grunts was kind of long and 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 interesting in that way. Mm-hmm. But three grunts, yeah, only that, three grunts. That's a that's a series low at this point. I that, think. that that I think that is the fewest grunts of any episode because well, there's who has room room for grunts when uh, when Bob Vila's on the uh, when Bob <laughs> Vila's on on the tape. Well, let me ask you this: What happens when we get to an episode if there are no grunts? Uh, if there are no grunts. Yeah. Uh, then I think we have to stop the podcast. Uh oh. What do we work on if there's no grunts? <laughs> I, I mean, at least either that or we just don't do a podcast for that episode. Oh, I see. I didn't. I was hadn't connected the dots that the number of grunts per episode equates to how hard we have to try. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. then why did I write such a long synopsis? Oh, I, uh, did you hear the intro I did <laughs> about like the light and the darkness and the monastic order? Well, yeah. we are overextending ourselves for how few grunts we were given. Seriously, man, I'm undoing my pants on this one. Yeah, I'm. I am too, but only because it's hot in here. And again, <laughs> we're just friends who happen to be sweaty in in the same apartment, but for no other reason. Let's dive into this episode, man. Yeah, let's dive deep. Uh, we start behind the scenes at Tool Time. Yes. First thing I noticed the. Matte painting background mm-hmm. uh, that is outside of the uh, corrugated steel doors of the Tool Time right. set uh, is looks like a backdrop from the movie White Christmas at the very end when <laughs> when it's like oh it's finally snowing and then the the horse comes in towing the sleigh that's really just scraping along on the on the floor right of the yeah studio. yeah but so they've got a nice wintry setup outside mm-hmm. that's interesting I, uh, I have a theory about that matte painting yes I, of it's, course it's, you do. it's not a fan theory well, why wouldn't no, you have it's a, a very practical theory that. Um, that matte painting exists in order to tie two spaces together that are probably just separate in the actual studio they're oh, filming. Oh, that's, that's good, actually. Yeah, that makes, it just uh, kind of conveys, oh, they're backstage. Yeah, right exactly. Like, we just move the matte painting over to the left a little bit and we pull in the, the behind-the-scenes set. Yeah. Um, in place of the actual tool time set. Yeah. I have a I have a theory too. Is that Wilson painted it using uh, <laughs> secret communist paint that Al smuggled over, and and someone caught them doing it, and then Randy uh, killed him in cold blood with an axe. I'm just holy t- shit. Do I sound that insane? <laughs> you sound that insane if you'd string all of them together. Fair. I think if, if we if you sp- if you spread them out equally, you know, the crazy is is so dispersed. Okay, that's fair. Um. So yeah, we meet Mr. Binford in this scene. So there's yes. there's there's this uh, Tim and Al are already at each other's throats. Tim yep. has managed to get his foot stuck in a bucket full of sealant or something a like com- that. Yeah, some sort of compound. And yeah, and Mr. Binford comes back mm-hmm. and is talking to them and sets up that Bob Vila will be coming by. And uh, which I want to just interject that uh, Mr. Binford, yes, is played by Noble Willingham, who's a pretty prolific actor. Yeah, uh, known for Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, yeah, but this guy's been in so many things. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away in two thousand four. Oh. He was in Ace Ventura, Last Boy Scout. He was in Chinatown, which I know is a favorite of yours. What, who was he? What, what character was he in? Chinatown? He just played like a councilman, probably ah. at the you know. Um, so he wasn't like Mulvihill or something. He wasn't, <laughs> no, he wasn't, no. Jake Giddis's long-standing detective nemesis. <laughs> no, no. Noble Willingham as uh, John Houston as <laughs> no, uh, nothing like that. Um, but he, he has a very recognizable face. Another yeah. like tried and true character actor that uh, the producers are getting here. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good character actors getting work on Home Improvement. Yeah. So he he comes back. Mister Binford comes back and is chatting with the guys. He is the classic 90s sitcom boss. Yes. He is boisterous, older, vaguely southern, kind of a dick. I'm just, he put me in mind of, I don't know if you watched News Radio, but Jimmy James, mm-hmm. played by Stephen Root on, on yeah. News Radio. Yeah. That same kind of like, 
Well, I'm an eccentric older man. I enjoy it. And I started Binford Tools with a wrench and some sweat. And... Stephen Root, who was in the episode Wild Kingdom. Yes, as as a fairly mild-mannered exterminator. Yes. Uh, who knows a lot about snakes. <laughs> uh but so he's 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 very much this kind of '90s tycoonish <clears throat> boss yes. guy, and what I realize this answers for me so many questions about how Tim can have this job despite me being too. so bad. Yes, it's clearly Mr. Binford likes Tim, and Mr. Binford hates Al. Always is telling Al the only cram person it. in the show who seems to not care for Al. Yeah, yeah, and that and that makes that just makes so much sense. Mr. Binford is like Tim. Mm-hmm. And he probably succeeded because everyone around him thought he was incompetent, but one person who invested in his company actually liked him a lot. Yeah. I think he and Tim are cut from the same cloth. Yeah. And I feel like there's this sort of there's this sort of self-perpetuating line of Mr. Binford's success allows for Tim's success, and then yeah. you know, Tim's success will make will likely allow for some other upstart young uh know it all's success well, and me, on and on. Let me give another slant on this. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that what I notice, especially in the second scene that Mr. Binford's in, mm-hmm. seems to recognize Tim's humor on the show uh, more than just like the incompetence necessarily. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe that's included in it. But what I see is Mr. Binford sees the value of Tim as a TV personality. Yeah. And whether or not they're cut from the same cloth is kind of to be determined for me. But I see it more as exploitation. Mm. Mr. Binford sees the value in Tim in terms of people tuning into the show you know he sees al as kind of the boring old this old house type (laughs) yeah um not you know an audience getter necessarily yeah yeah. although i think he's a little blind to (laughs) everybody who loves al yeah um but you know whatever he he isn't he he isn't actually looking going deep in the fan base going on twitter realizing that al is the breakout star there's a moment when he like watched the monitor while tim was uh, doing some sort of joke and Mm -hmm. he kind of gave this like that's my boy look Mm -hmm. to uh you know a look of approval to the screen yeah um and that really clicked a lot for me and i want to say that his relationship and what is said here doesn't necessarily exempt him from being his father. No, not in the slightest. That, ha- that has not, not been disproven. Uh, yeah, it could be. Maybe Tim doesn't even know. Maybe Ooh. Tim doesn't know. Am I right? Oh. Yeah, see? It could the be... The plot thickens. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it potentially th- The plot potentially thickens. <laughs> I, yeah, Almost into a compound in which you can get your foot stuck in. Exactly. Or, or into just... Or like cornstarch into vegetable broth to make a thicker <laughs> stew. This is cooking with... Irma. Irma, yes. <laughs> a stew, as in Stu Cutler, who can smash beer cans on his head. Mm. Beer cans, which Al Borland drinks behind the scenes. Boy, and he's going over... No, I'm gonna, well, I'm well, gonna... Welcome back to <laughs> welcome back to Free Association Work, the podcast <laughs> where we just kind of say stuff. We just kind of make sounds with our mouths for like an hour, and you listen to it. Um, um, okay, one other kind of interesting thing I noticed yeah. in this scene. Um, Pam... Pamela Anderson, oh, Lisa, Lisa kisses L on the mouth, on the cheek, close to the mouth. What? Um, co- let's 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 go down the middle and say corner of the mouth. Corner of the mouth. I'll give you corner of the mouth. Okay. She comes through. She's like, "Oh, thanks for lending me this book, Al," and hands it back to him and like kisses him somewhere in that in that magic zone. <laughs> and appara- and 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 this is where Bob Vila first first comes up. He's Al says, "Oh yeah, it's I get, loaned her a copy of Bob Vila's book." He's in town for a book signing, yeah, which is uh, why that the whole appearance comes up. Yeah, which 
makes me think so lisa's really actually into home improvement which means Mm -hmm. why did she need al's help setting up those shelves all those episodes ago unless she was trying to get al into her house al come on maybe lisa has a thing for al i it well everything she's doing suggests that i haven't been kissed on the corner of the mouth by a lot of women who aren't like when that happens and it is not often yeah it 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 is a sign of something and there's there's some chemistry there man yeah yeah and i'm not trying to go uh anti-bedchel with it but uh did i pronounce that right anti-bedchel the bedchel test bechtel 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 test yes let me we'll rewind that and hopefully you'll edit that out i'm not Mm. trying to go anti-bechtel yep bechtel that was amazing that you got the pronunciation right on the first try (laughs) It was so wow. I say every word with that much confidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to make it, you know, she has to be there for some sort of romantic thing. She yeah. could just be into home improvement. Yeah. Like a strong, independent woman. So, yeah. There's this, so this opening scene just sort of establishes that Mr. Binford has invited Bob Vila onto the show for this... Uh... This friendly competition. He's yeah. like, he's spitballing as he's like... I have this announcement, Bob is going to be on the show. You know what, now that I'm thinking about it, it'd be great if you two had a little friendly competition. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's you know mm-hmm. just getting all these ideas. And Yeah. Um, Tim is reluctant to go ahead. I'm surprised that Tim doesn't have more reverence for Bob Vila. I'm mm-hmm. surprised... Even throughout the episode, like later on, Tim is ta- Tim is talking to Wilson and is, you know, talking about his issues with Bob Vila yeah. having clocked him on the head with the, with the board... He says, oh, yeah, there's some guest on the show. You've probably never heard of him. He's the, you know, he wrote the book on home improvement, or he's the <laughs> biggest home improvement guru. Yeah. And, and Wilson goes, oh, Bob Vila? But it's like, I like I know who Bob Vila is. You yeah. know who Bob Vila is. Yeah. Like, like everyone... I knew who he was when I watched this episode in 1992. Yeah. Like, I, if you say Bob Vila to me, I'm like, oh, this old house. He's a home improvement expert. Everyone on this show is way more into home improvement small h small i home improvement <laughs> yes. than we are and and it's it presented as though bob vila is some niche figure who not everyone knows mm-hmm. uh and, and i call bullshit <laughs> capital h capital i home improvement uh, capital b capital s uh so i i don't know i just think that i think that bob vila is a lot more famous than they make him out to be well now i know that was a good insight truman <laughs> uh can we talk about can we talk about curtis yeah, let's go into Curtis. So, just to give a little context for the scene beyond the synopsis. Yeah. Uh, the second scene, we're back at the Taylor home. Jill gets a phone call while she's helping Tim study for his competition the next day. Yes. Uh, gets a phone call from one of uh, the neighbors. I, I assumed it was a neighbor. It could have been a teacher. I was. It wasn't very clear. It's, I think it was. I think it was Curtis's mom. But okay. he, he kid presumably lives in the neighborhood. Yeah. How fast he shows up. And as I stated in the synopsis, apparently Randy had at school. Stripped this kid of his shoes and filled them with cheese whiz. So, where do you get the cheese whiz, Randy? Did you bring the cheese whiz with you? Did you steal it from somewhere? It seems like kind of a waste of cheese whiz, if we're being honest. (laughs) Mark of a true psychopath. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And we're not talking about Mark, the other brother. Well, wait, is the mark of a true psychopath... It's not bedwetting and cruelty to animals. It's it's having string cheese or having having cheese whiz with you at all times. Uh, yeah. Well, no. It's it's specifically the waste of cheese whiz. Oh, wasting cheese whiz. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because what monster does that? True. You know, I don't like cheese whiz, but I also wouldn't waste a whole can of it spraying <laughs> it into a kid's shoes. It, it. It. Yeah. I don't know. The the legit. And also, if your shoes are going to be filled with, I don't want my shoes filled with any substance except right. maybe money. But. As we learn, Curtis, as Randy proclaims, is 
so annoying. He, yeah. And so Jill, as, you know, Penance says, you're going to have him over. You're going to apologize. And Randy's like, you're going to regret that. And she quickly does. So Curtis comes over. And, and yeah, and Curtis, okay, Curtis looks a lot like a featured extra in the movie A Christmas Story. He has (laughs) the hat with ear flaps. And he has that same just kind of pale, like infantile, almost Haley... No, not Haley Joel Osment. That's yeah, a little bit. Uh, uh, early Haley Joel Osment. I want to say Macaulay Culkin-esque. Oh, okay. I, yeah, he, you know, ch- child yeah. actor from the 90s looking face. Any actor who's worn uh, a winter hat with floppy ears. That might be the real thing. I think if you put on a winter <laughs> hat with floppy... Did you have one of those growing up in Michigan? I did not. I, okay. I wore normal... Uh, normal. I wore just kind of a pull-down skull cap. Okay, okay. Type fair, stuff. fair. Yeah. What was troubling for me about this... Is that the, so? Yeah, the, the, uh, Curtis comes over and it just mm-hmm. very quickly proves himself to be a not not a good person. He is, you well, know, yeah, clearly taught very rude manners in his household. Very snooty. Very like because he he lays into Jill right away. He's like, "You look much older than my mom." Yeah, how old are you? Oh, that's and then Jill's like, "Oh well, I'm old enough to know not to answer that question." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, that's what my grandma says," uh, which is and, the very first thing that like sets Jill on the on the path. Yeah, and he and he's got this really kind of cloying, smarmy way of delivering every line that makes you really hate him. Yeah, and he's wiping his nose after every yeah, sentence he says. Yeah. And he seems to be at their house, I mean, for a long time. Yeah, let's follow this thread all the yeah, way through, because yeah, yeah. there's not a whole lot to this. But yeah, yeah I, he is through the whole episode, and when it cut back to like the, the second scene or the third scene with him, I'm like... Did they invite him at 7 a.m. for dinner at 9? I mean, yeah, because yeah, it's like Tim is leaving to go to tool time when Curtis shows up. Right. And then Curtis is just kind of there. I And they're doing a live show with with, with, with Bob Vila. None but, of this makes sense because it takes place in winter. Yeah. And if Tim is leaving to go film a live episode, it would be during the week. It would have to be on winter break. I guess, in order for the kids to be home to spend that much time during the day there. Unless unless they were shooting their live episode late because that was when Bob Vila had the availability. Or the availability. <laughs> so you're saying shooting it on the weekend? Or shooting it late later in the day? I don't know when they record Tool Time. In, in I, I just really think that our listeners need to know the logistics of the timeline of this day. They don't need to know the logistics of the timeline. They need to hear us debating the logistics of the timeline. That's the real <laughs> This is important. Stuff. This is going down in history. We're going to put this in our home improvement book. Yes. Which will be called... The History of Home Improvement. Mm. Yeah, that just fly, it rolls off the tongue, <laughs> flies off the shelves, and 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 into America's it's hearts. Definitely not confusing. People will pick it up. Maybe that'll be that's that's our that's our gimmick. We'll just call it the history of home improvement. People will think it's actual home improvement book. It's the history of home improvement. People will pick it up like, oh, I can read all about the ads in here, the medieval wood shaping tool, and we'll put Bob Vila on the cover. Yeah, boom, and then we'll have Bob Vila write it, and he'll make all the money off of it. Bestseller. Yeah, this is a great. This- <laughs> Our, our get-rich-quick schemes never... They're not quick, and we never get rich. They're, they're mostly waste-time-normally yes. scheme. So, yeah, Curtis is just... Regardless of how long the taping is, yeah, Curtis yeah. is in their house for a long time, and he's criticizing the way Jill is cooking. Mm-hmm. He calls... He's talking on the phone to his mom at one point and saying, like, oh, she's much heavier than you. Yeah. And this whole time, Randy just keeps looking at his mom and giving her this look. <laughs> the biggest shit-eating grin. And, and here's the... And this is... this plays into the Randy's a psychopath thing 
is Randy's just like, see, he's annoying, therefore yeah. I should get to intimidate and harass and bully him because he's <laughs> annoying. Yeah, and he's taking joy in Jill's pain uh, and joy in knowing that he's right more than empathizing and going, let's just get him out of here. Well, I like being right a lot too. So let's not let's not slam <laughs> on him for enjoying being right. about Yeah, but something. would you be right at the sacrifice of keeping someone like Curtis around all day long to prove a point? True. Well, Randy has no power in this situation. That's fair. Okay, uh, yeah, right. it's Jill is the one who who brought him over. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the whole so it's like kind of by the end of the episode, it's almost like the the moral we almost reach is. Yeah, Randy was justified in filling this guy's shoes with cheese because he really sucks. <laughs> how much of this can you really blame Curtis for and how much can you blame his parents for? Right. We're really punishing the son for the sins of the father and <laughs> maybe the mother and punishing with cheese. So I, I don't, I don't, you know, a pox on both their houses. <laughs> you know, at the end of this episode, so the, the kind of stinger is um, after all the Bob Vila stuff is done, so the next day, Richard, Richard? Nope. Curtis is coming over uh, to, after his mother's like, I don't think you should eat there because uh, you saw Randy's room, which is a weird comment. Yeah. Um, he, so, for some reason, comes back another day and is like, my mom said I could spend the night. And Jill, and everyone's like, quick, hit the lights. Yeah. And they like, everyone ducks down and is super quiet, hoping that they don't, you know, that yeah. he'll go away. Yeah. Um, which seemed like a strange turn of events for Curtis's story. Yeah. But uh, I actually did that to a kid before uh, for like a year. And I feel so bad about it. You hid you hid behind a couch for a whole year in the, in your darkened house? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. I had a similar situation with a kid like this when I was in school who was really... this. I mean, this kid was genuinely a terrible person. Okay. And one of those ones... I, I won't bother going into all the ways that he sucked, but there was one time, I think, like, eighth grade or something, where he, we got a phone call from his mom. It was like, oh, hey, we're we're planning a birthday for this kid's name, and, you know, just a little, just going to do a birthday party this weekend, want to see if you wanted to come. And I kind of look at my mom, and she and she quickly helps me come up with an excuse, like, oh, no, we're doing something with, with our grandmother that weekend, we can't do it. It's like, oh, okay, that's fine. We hang up, it's like, phew, crisis averted. Uh, called back 20 minutes later from his mom. It's like, yeah, so it looks like everyone we've called is busy that weekend. So can we try, like, what about next weekend or weekend after that? So literally everyone who knew this kid was hiding behind their metaphorical couch in their darkened, uh, home when he wanted to hang. Cheese whiz ready to, ready to go. Yeah, defensive cheese whiz. (laughs) And even knowing that, and, and, and in, you know, in a very special episode about my life, I would realize, hey, just because this kid's annoying doesn't mean he's not deserving of love. And I would, you know, yeah. stay and, and go to the thing and try and be a good person. And instead, my parents and I came up with yet another excuse so I wouldn't have to go. <laughs> and apparently he had a sucky birthday. But you know what? You live, you learn. I didn't fill his shoes with cheese. So that's my Curtis story. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Not Cowboy Curtis. That's a different <laughs> thing. Well, let's get back to Bob. And l- what about Bob? What about that? Is the name of the episode? Oh man, I didn't even know that. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, <laughs> Scream real loud. <laughs> oh, we have fun here. Uh, <laughs> that because you know, I was doing a Pee Wee's Playhouse with Cowboy Curtis. Exactly. You got that? Yeah, I'm we... gonna I'm gonna edit out this bit then, where I just explain <laughs> the joke I made a minute ago. No, you better not. All the, all the be- all the best parts on Seinfeld, like Kramer bursts through the door and everyone laughs, and then they finish, and it's like. It was funny because I'm known for bursting through the door, guys. 
Oh my god. What about Bob? What about Bob? Um so he shows up on tool time. Yeah. And uh they immediately launch into this competition. There's no like real preamble. I mean, as far as I know, every good show takes at least ten minutes before they get to the actual content. Yeah, yeah. There was there was no lengthy discussion about like, well, Al, what have you been up to recently? <laughs> oh, I was watching this episode of of Murphy Brown, and they made a reference. <laughs> they made a reference to Perfect Strangers, and that got me thinking about my Perfect Strangers public radio show that I'm doing. None of that. No, they don't do that. No, no. But they do. They just launch right into this thing, and it might be worth mentioning, even though it doesn't really play out. Um, Tim and Jill have concocted this plan. This is where the whole ads comes in. Yeah. Uh, when they're studying together, they come up with this definition. They're like, an ads. What's an ads? They, it's a medieval woodcutting tool. And this is in one of Bob Vila's books. Some yeah. like, like fusty old side note. Yeah. And, and Jill actually comes up with this plan, kind of. I mean, she kind of like plants a seed in his head. And I see where like, oh, maybe she passed that out. Maybe like the, the psychopath, the sociopath, is like, it skips a generation. Yeah, it's recessive. Still, yeah, she still has it in yeah. her genes. She's carrying it. But she's like, well, in her Bob, mom jeans. Yeah. Bo- <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. We'll edit all of this out. This podcast is going to be four minutes long. <laughs> um, but yeah, she plants it in Tim's head. She's like, I bet Bob wouldn't know that. And he's like, oh, you're right. I bet Bob wouldn't know that thing he wrote in one of his books. <laughs> but the, I mean, the whole idea that she's planting is uh, I'll call in. Mm-hmm. And just feed you this uh, question so that you have an, a free answer. Because yeah, the idea of the competition is viewers call in asking questions. Right, exactly. One of them. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then the, the, a little side note. Do you find it weird that Tim has a special number that goes directly <laughs> – it bypasses all security going directly <laughs> on air? <laughs> that That Lisa is doing talent booking for the show <laughs> – but that Tim somehow has a special hotline to a special employee, <laughs> yeah, just in case, right. you know, his, in case of emergency needing to outsmart Bob Vila on live television, call this number. Yeah. I honestly don't think it's straight. To me, I was like, oh, that's actually probably how it would work if he hosted his own TV. He would probably have a special direct line yeah. to give to, like, spe- I don't know. That that didn't set off my BS detector. Gotcha. But, yeah, so he, he sets up Jill as kind of a ringer, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll scratch my neck. And say, why don't we hear from a female caller, and then you call in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it gets to that point in this competition where all these viewers call in uh, to Tool Time, and Bob is fielding their questions and getting them all right, and Tim gets nothing. And Al's admiration for Bob is just glowing at every turn. Al Al is a Bob Vila super fan. And it makes sense, because they could be twins. Yeah. They're, wearing, they're both wearing plaid or yeah. flannel. That had to have been in the creator's mind when they were uh, putting... The Al character together. Yeah, yeah. Whoever was originally intended to pl- be the opposite number for Tim, yes. which, which wound up just being Richard Karn, but they were probably modeling it off of Bob yeah. Vila. They had to have. So I, I will say, Bob Vila has, like, he's got some stage presence. I mean, obviously yeah. he's been hosting his own show, but he... Yeah, he. I mean, he was doing this old house since 1924. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> started in radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Transition. When he started the show, it was just called This House. <laughs> But then, as the show was on for years and years, but he he's just, he he comes out and he's just really good at hamming it up with the dudes. Yeah. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like when they have an actual famous person guest star on a show and they feel out of place. This really worked. Like, yeah, he he seemed to understand the the pace of the show. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, he was charismatic enough to to keep pace with Tim. 
And to do an awesome pratfall when Tim yeah. does the classic vaudeville bit of turning around and holding a board and clonking yep. him in the back of the head. <laughs> Seriously, and he had a, yeah, he did have a great reaction to it that we see in ultra slow-mo at the very end of the episode. Yeah, complete complete with uh, someone going, he's faking it. <laughs> and yeah, super demonic voice. It, uh, it was kind of jarring, to be honest. We, we looked at each other like, are we going crazy or did, we just, did the show just say that to us? <laughs> because in addition to the like... Like the slow demonic noise that it's making, we're also getting the pan flute version of the Tool Time theme. It just felt so disjointed. We gotta find the pan flute version of the Tool Time theme so we can change <laughs> our show's theme to that theme, which I like more than ours. And I like our theme a lot, but the pan flute version. <laughs> but the, in this first scene, I had one of my favorite lines of the episode, yeah. which I think is worth mentioning. Yeah, where uh, Bob comes out and uh, Al just is immediately like. In love with him, and mm. uh, he calls him Mr. Vila. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you can call me Bob. <laughs> and Al's just like, I can't. <laughs> he, Al's delivery, and I think I've said Al's delivery so many times on this podcast, but it's just, he he has this sincerity, mm-hmm. and this it's like he's almost on the verge of tears. Like, he's just like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but he did miss an opportunity for a good Paul Simon joke. Oh, man. You're you can, right. You can call me Al. Yes. Yes. And he probably would be, well, he, Bob Vila needs a bodyguard, because a second later he gets <laughs> clocked in the back of the head. Cue the pan flute. Yes. Um, Which is also part of the... Welcome back to the Paul Simon solo work podcast. <laughs> I wrote a note here called Al with his board. And I don't know what that means. Uh, Tim says, uh, if you want to call into the question for us, call 555-TOOL. And then Al holds up a poster board with 555-TOOL written on it. And says, that's 555-T-O-O-L. Which, it's the same kind of poster board he was holding up with Tim's contact information. Also, not enough numbers, not enough digits for an actual phone number. In the 90s, you didn't have to dial an area code. I was also thinking there were five digits in the the latter part of a phone number. Who's the idiot now? Me. (laughs) self-burn <laughs> so bob vila hates tim's jokes as much as al does they're really kindred spirits because mm-hmm. when when they're first sitting down and getting into their home improvement off tim is making cracks and jokes and he looks to to al and bob for a response and they're both giving him the same deadpan kind of why are you bringing any sort of levity into this into this home improvement show right of ours? yeah exactly um and they're putting up a, a uh, door, uh, not a door frame, a like a wall. Tim has put the pre studs in there, and they're getting the the big stud to go. Yeah, um, these are all really technical terms. The big stud, <laughs> the yeah. big stud. Yeah, uh, the four by eight. Yeah, to go to brace up the wall. Doug Fur, the big stud. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, so so Tim makes a point of talking about how big and thick and heavy this board is. And then he grabs it and hoists it, and in his haste to turn around and yep. put it in place, donk, hits Bob Vila. It's they, weird that, like, that weird Batman symbol came up that said donk. Yes. What's this? And and Bob Vila takes a fall. He hits the ground hard. He does. Yeah. Well, maybe it was a stunt double, because when it hits his head, it's in a close-up, and then it cuts back to a... A further thing. Maybe and, not. Maybe and the, he can and, take the fall. And the slow motion shot of him getting hit with that, he makes a beautiful face. <laughs> he does, yes. Yeah. Yeah, kudos to Bob Vila in this episode. Uh, he really, really brought the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So then they're, they're, after he hits Bob Veal with the board, they go to commercial, you know, emergency commercial break. We yeah. have a board transition where a board flies at the screen. Oh, do we need to talk about the transitions in this episode? There, there's one that we need to talk about. The teardrop? Yeah, we oh, need to talk man. about the teardrop. And it took so... It, like, in, it invaded the scene following it. It took so long to exit the screen. Like, yeah, we were well in... Like, Jill was saying stuff that was crucial to the plot yeah. as as the, the remnants of the last scene. Okay, so... Yeah, bring us through these transitions, because I at, forget what it... There's the he hits out he hits Bonville with the board. There's a board transition. We're backstage after the show. Tim, for the first time in the history of Tool Time, is actually getting upbraided by one of his superiors for his conduct on the show. Right. For the first time, someone is sitting him down saying, "Tim, why do you suck so much at the thing that you do? Why aren't you better at your job?" <laughs> Which for me was really cathartic. Yes, but and, also shows that Mr. Binford probably just cares about ratings. Yeah. And it's like you can't destroy our special guest because that's not good for the show yeah and at, at some point al tries to chime in and, and mr binford says cram it borland <laughs> uh so so hand in your badge yeah and your nail gun <laughs> mr binford yeah uh is mad at tim for what has transpired there and then and then he goes away with uh he goes away with bob vila you know set medics take him take him off stage and then it's just Tim talking to Al, and Tim is trying to push the blame onto Al for distracting him. This is a yeah. repeat of what was happening at the beginning of the episode when Tim had his foot caught in the bucket. He was like, Al, you distracted me. You did this. Yeah, and that, right, you know. right. And Never wanted to take the blame for anything. It's always someone else's fault. Yeah, he's projecting and deflecting mm. and what have you. Other actings. Yeah, and <laughs> genuflecting, uh, uh, expecting. <laughs> Reflecting. Protecting. Uh, connecting. But he's not connecting, actually. No, he's not. He's actually building a wall between him and the people around him. Discon- there we go. Okay, that's it. That's it. We, 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 that bit is concluded. What are we talking about? I, I don't even know, man. Welcome to Grunt Work. I forgot the name of our show yeah. for a second. <laughs> you can't even... Oh, man. You can't even goof on our inability to stay on track. You can't stay on track for a single goof. <laughs> This is this is what happens when you record a podcast in a sweat lodge. Yeah. Welcome to Hour 2. Uh, yes. So... Tim is talking to Al. Tim is trying to blame Al for what went down with Bob Vila. And is just being very immature about this whole thing. Uh, and f- finally, he says something about, I, I don't know. Yeah, Al says something like, well, if I was hosting the show, I wouldn't have my wife call in to try right. and cheat. Because during during this quiz, Tim has had Jill call in. Yeah, as, she, as Jillene. Yeah, as yeah. Jillene. She puts in she puts in the comment about uh she you know puts the in ads. the thing about the ads yeah and then Tim and stupidly, Bob, Bob gets it yeah yeah Tim stupidly says I don't know what do you think Bob and then Bob goes oh that would be an ads and yeah it was yeah. or a medieval wood shaping tool yeah that's that was Jill's question yeah and, yeah uh so but but Al says I wouldn't have my wife call in Tim says you well yeah you don't have a wife and you're never gonna have a wife or so just something that really mean with an attitude like that you'll never have a wife yeah, yeah. exactly yeah and then Al hangs his head and puts on his coat and the whole audience goes like whoa like the, even the audience is not well, that was me i did that oh that was you okay. i don't know if the audience did that you threw your voice uh from the speakers <laughs> yes and and al kind of shuffles off and tim is yelling after him trying to apologize and and, and screwing that up yeah the whole <clears throat> screen turns blue oh my god we're talking about this transition you forgot what we were doing <laughs> i totally forgot what launched us into this the the whole screen turns blue yeah it condenses inward into a teardrop 
which then flies into the next scene where Jill is talking on the phone to Curtis's mom or something. Yeah. And then it, as a teardrop, it slowly runs down the side of the screen beside her. Yeah. So she's on the phone going like, oh, yeah, he's over here right now. And just running down by, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, we'll have him here for dinner. It's still running down. They're just talking, like, it is in that scene for ten seconds. Yeah, it's a the, slow crawl. The, the editors are really pushing the limits of what they can do now. Yeah. So when Tim is in the home improvement quiz with Bob Vila before clocking him with the with the board, he is trying to signal to Jill like that, you know, I'll call in. We need a yeah. female caller to call in, and he's hitting all of the buttons on the switchboard, and, and she's not coming through. And then it cuts to the Taylor household where Jill is running around looking for yeah. the piece of paper that Tim wrote down the number on. It turns out Curtis has spat out his gum in it. And a weird, like, it, it, as a from a technical standpoint, like, you don't see parallel editing like that on three-camera shows very no. much. Which I thought was kind of impressive. I, I, th- I thought it was impressive because it cuts from Tim on screen. It match cuts to then his face on the TV in the Taylor house. Yeah. But he knocks on the screen at one point. <laughs> and it goes like, tonk, tonk. And it's like, okay, Tim, you didn't actually knock your fist against the lens on yeah. a camera. But weird, it still did the Batman symbol again. Yeah, tonk, tonk. Yeah, big, <laughs> big uh, a speech bubble or you know, with, with spiky edges. <laughs> and it said tonk, tonk, which is not really a good automatopoeia. <laughs> Uh, but sorry, you were going on with uh, Jill looking for this stuff. That that was really it. Was that Tim is knocking on the mm. screen of the TV, which yep. is a good slapstick bit, but doesn't really make sense in the context of him just rushing up to the camera and knocking right. on it. Because the lens isn't the microphone. No, it is not. It is not. That is some. That is, I learned that my senior year of journalism school is that the <laughs> lens and the microphone are two different things. Do you think there's someone since it was a live episode? There was a. They had a sound effect guy off to the side. He's like. You know, kind of like when they had a, a live bleeper for Robin Williams on all the live broadcasts yeah. of the Oscars. They're like, Tim's going to do something. I got to have a banana peel slip sound effect. I got to have a electrocuting sound effect. And and I've got these coconuts here just in case a horse comes in. <laughs> Man, the, the production budget for a, a live episode of Tool Time must be astronomical. Again, Mr. Binford is laundering Russian mob money through it. So I think we should probably start to wrap up here. I think we probably should. Um, turns out. Bob Vila will appear, he agrees to appear on the show on Tool Time on the next episode to kind of uh, make amends. Tim gets to apologize. And this is Mr. Binford's idea, yeah. was to have the apology happen on air, and which is... It's pretty, I mean, Tim is sincere about it, but... Yeah, it, it's just a weird thing for like, to, hey, you totally fucked the pooch on this. Yeah, let's yeah. have let's have you make amends live on air. What could go it, wrong? It was a strange, like, Tim admitted on air that he is not good at the thing he has been promoted as an expert at. I, I'm like, that's a bad PR move, dude. Yeah, I am I, I'm the host of a show about tools. I am not good at using tools. Please tune in next week to hear more advice from me about tools. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess this is why everyone likes Al more than Tim. Because yeah. Curtis also, when he tells, when he first comes over to the house and yeah. Tim is leaving to go record, he says, oh, my, my family and I watch your show. We all love Al. So everyone. As, as has become kind of a trope for any, uh, you know, character to come and, on. And Tim's response is like, we all love Al. <laughs> um, yeah, so they have this thing, uh, and Tim's like, you know what, as a, as a thank you, I'm going to have you, um, would you, would you please install the light switch? That's the last thing we need to do. Tim has also, before this, he's had a brief conversation with Wilson out back about just how, oh, I, I, you know, I hurt mm-hmm. Bob Vila, I yelled at my wife, I, I pissed off. Al, what's wrong with me? And Wilson's answer is basically, well, you're, you know, you're, uh, 
you're so busy trying to be a know-it-all that yeah. you're not taking the time to actually listen to other people. That hurts you. Uh, the wise Wilson says the wise man has more questions than answers. Tim says, "Wouldn't that make me wiser than you, Wilson?" And then Wilson says, <laughs> "Well, what do you think, Tim?" <laughs> it's a good little exchange there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, um, I don't know if this plays into the god slash immortal theory that we have for Wilson. I know we haven't addressed it in a while, but uh, Wilson out the gate knows what an ads is. Yes. yes. So. Did you think he wouldn't? I mean, he is a woodcutter. Ah, and and it was an ancient woodcutting Perhaps? device. Yes, Perhaps. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. Also, uh, Wilson is boiling up willow bark on his on his barbecue because why would you use your barbecue to make like any sort of normal thing that well, this, anyone eats? Yeah, this was uh, another check I had. I wasn't going to bring it up as a, a, another god theory that he utilizes nature over science. Oh, that's good. He well, he, he says himself. Because he's boiling up willow bark for a headache. He says, mankind may have given me the headache, but nature will take it away. So with this advice, yeah. Tim goes back to the set to make amends with Bob Vila. He also, and Al. Yeah, yeah, he says to Al, you know, you're a great host and I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And Al seems to appreciate that. Yeah. N- but Bob is still very trepidatious of being even remotely close to Tim on the set. Yeah. He's Rightly so. Keeping a distance. <laughs> And then, yeah, so Tim is, Tim's got this outlet that he wants to have set up. Yeah, the last, you know, they did their wall, they did their door frame. Uh, the last thing that uh, <clears throat> they need to do is they hung the chandelier is to install the light switch to get the power running. Yeah. Uh, and Al, you know, in this typical back and forth that it has, asks Tim all the checklists, did you, you know, shut the power off? Before uh, before we did this, and Bob is very like I I'm really not feeling comfortable yeah. <laughs> about installing this light switch. Al, would you do it? Yeah. And Al gives a I don't think so, Bob. Beautiful. Just just hanging Bob out to dry for someone who idolizes Bob Vila. <laughs> also, all you had to do is just double check that the power is off. Yeah. I don't know why they're going hot potato on this. Well, you know what? For Tim's track record, I probably even if. It was unplugged from the wall. There was no power in the entire studio. It was pitch black. Yeah. I still wouldn't trust it. <laughs> true, true. I would want. I would have wanted to see every step yeah. of the way. Just at, a sure. ver- at the very least, a snake might come out of there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tim finally agrees to do it, and then we get uh, we get this week's damage report. He gets yep. electrocuted. Much he he pulls the very same routine that he did in the dishwasher episode in the pilot, where yeah. uh, he's doing the what I call the dishwasher logic. He's like, yeah. well, green equates to the earth, so that's the you know one you have to connect, and then he yeah. shoves the screwdriver in there and electrocutes <laughs> himself again, and does the same little dance, yeah, and out then, the door that they yeah. created, which is kind of a funny move. It's just a standing door not connected to a wall. He goes on the other side of it and then screams <laughs> because he can't scream on camera, yeah, and. Yeah, and that, and then that's that's the episode. T- Tim has learned a valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. Bob Vila has shown up and and learned also a valuable lesson, which is don't go on tool time. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I I enjoyed this episode. I thought this yeah, was good. I, I thought it was well well structured. Yep. It wasn't one of those ones that kind of meanders all over the place. It's yeah, had a beginning, very middle, and an laser end. focus. And and yeah, Tim learned I think a valuable lesson. Yeah, agreed. There is one thing uh, that. I just want to mention that I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Bob Vila is first introduced on Tool Time, yeah. the audience goes insane. Yeah. And there's a dude in the front row who gives an Arsenia whoop. He does? He, <laughs> he, he like, well, I don't know. It's just the whoop, 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 but he mm-hmm. does the, like, the rotating fist in the air. Yeah. Which I thought, like, oh, man, that's a real sign of the early 90s yeah that was that was relevant and 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 up up with the times yeah exactly yeah. next next season we're gonna get a lot of homie don't play that 
Lots of guys wearing hammer pants in the front row. Uh, actually, a little bit of trivia. Uh, this show, the original title for Home Improvement yeah. was going to be Hammer Time. But due to the popularity of MC Hammer and You Can't Touch This, back yeah. in 1990, the year before the show started, they uh, they had to abstain. Was MC Hammer going to play Tim? And then they were like, oh, we can't get him. Let's get this Let's get this Tim Allen guy. And they got MC Hammer on the phone. They were talking – they're going through negotiations. They're like, can we Can we maybe use this? And he's like, you know what? You can't touch this. Well, folks, it's been great. <laughs> Be sure to check us out online at uh, gruntworkpodcast.com. I don't know any of these things. Yeah. No, the show notes for this week's episode will be posted on our website, which you've got right just very uh, – broken up uh gruntworkpodcast.com you know i'm not great at podcasts i'm just gonna come out and admit that uh so even though i host one yeah yeah uh, likewise yeah uh people always tell me oh i love your podcast but we're, we're such big fans of landon i always say we all love landon <laughs> i don't think so truman uh if you enjoyed this week's episode please share it wherever you can it really helps others find us plus every time you share us you know that bob vila won't get hurt uh, on our website, you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter in order to receive uh, notifications whenever new episodes are available and whatever exclusive content we uh, come up for that week. You can also follow us on all the various social media places at GruntWorkPod. Uh, and with that, Landon, do you know what time it is? It's time for this old house. Uh-huh.